Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, a thrill to be with you and a reminder to all of you to get our podcast. Two million people already have. Why not join our ever-growing army? Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material. If you can like us, follow us, suggest us maybe to a friend, and uh, spend some time on a five, five-star five review. We love seeing what you guys think about us. Welcome home. You know, I, I think sometimes about all of the narratives that the left likes to push out. None of them is beneficial to any of us. There's never any kumbaya. There's no togetherness. There's no pride. There's no exceptionalism. There's nothing that's glorious. There's nothing that makes you feel proud inside. It's all the suck. It's that everybody's racist and that the re- the system is rigged against certain people. Unless we make certain accommodations, the, le- the playing field will never be even. And the results of that storyline have been so tragic. And generation after generation has been conned by such a foolish premise that inherently we dislike each other. It's 2024. We're busy. I do not look at somebody, whether they look like I do or not, and think less them than them because of that. But they want you to believe that. This whole climate garbage, as I was doing digging into Rachel Levine's commentary about Black History Month and about climate change affecting people of color in a disproportionate fashion and all this, it's bogus. It's flat out bogus. And it makes me so angry. And this research here from this group, GSG, which put out this 65% of black people say climate change is serious to them. It's really, really important. This group that put it out is, is doing nothing more than creating the tidbits of a great wrap-up smear. Now, we need some kind of, a, of data that suggests something alarming. Well, let me, let me create that for you. We'll go out and we'll do a poll and then we'll put out some talking points for you and then we'll help you with your campaign ads and then we'll, we'll get in the media, we'll get, bring them in and we'll say, hey, this is what we need you to run with. And that's what they do. And then we're going to get those young people in colleges and universities who I guess never learned how to think for themselves, who've been brainwashed 
by these institutions of higher education. We're going to have them carry the water for us. Well, what happens when that universe of climate alarmism, of pants on fire, sky is falling, scare tactics, what happens when that collides with common sense? Well, we found out in a Senate hearing not that long ago, probably last week, that eco-alarmism doesn't hold up to common sense. And it's a bitter, bitter demise for a young lady sitting in front of a Senate hearing talking about plastics. We need to ban ban plastics. We need to get rid of all plastic. Do you know what plastic is doing to the ocean? Plastic is the worst. There's a senator. He's new. He's from Oklahoma. His name is Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne Mullen is a father of six. He is a a Christian. He is a faithful man. He's a family man. And he represents his state in the Senate with common sense and facts. And he just absolutely eviscerates this young eco-alarmist as she tries to take the position that we must unilaterally make a decision and move away. And all Mark Wayne Mullen says is, what is your alternative? What do you suggest we use other than plastics if plastics are as bad as they are? And she is dumbfounded. Wait, what? I'm supposed to think beyond the talking point? Because that's all I know. This is like the the people at Harvard pushing back against the professor whose research proved there wasn't some huge disparity in the number of fatal police incidents involving black people. The way the media and the left want us to believe, right? You got to go beyond the bullet points, people. You got to look beyond that. And this young lady did not. So I've got three audio clips for you. This is this is how it's done. This is common sense. All of us have this. We all have the ability to do this with someone in our life who is just woeful and active and angry and out there with a mission. Audio soundbite number one. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen says, so you you want to eliminate all plastics. What comes in their place? Listen. You want to end all plastic manufacturing? I said the plastics industry must be stopped. So does that mean end plastic manufacturing? I mean, in my dream world, sure. But I think that, so, um, oh, so well, what, go ahead. So I, I, and I don't mean to be condescending here. I just point out what's going to replace your glasses. Um, like, so I do you know. Glasses around your face. They're, they're made of plastic. Maybe. No, I don't know what they're made out of. They are. What, so, what about, and I'll just point out some things here because I just want to be realistic when we're having conversations because when statements are made like this, I just want to open people's eyes and say, well, what? okay, that's easy to say, but what's the solution? Your water bottle in front of you. This one? Yes. That plastic? No. The lid is. That's plastic. Right. So I would say to your question that I would first be concerned about single-use plastics, and then we can talk about alternatives to this. We're going to focus on one thing, and then we'll talk about all these other things. She's completely not prepared for anything other than the top line 
We must ban all plastic to be accepted and mission accomplished, right? And Senator Mark Wayne Mullen says, well, what about what, what do you plan on using in its stead? Look around you. Everything that we have is plastic. Everything that you're wearing is based from petroleum and other things of that nature and plastics. Well, what are you going to do in its stead? And he continues this conversation. What is your plan? What's your plan B? She's got nothing, which underscores what this activism is all about. Just know the talking points, be angry and malignant, and demand that everybody do as you say. Doesn't work. Go. Your, your cell phone there. Is it plastic? The cases. But it's glass because I broke oh, the components the inside screen of it's not yesterday. Plastic. The components made out of it's not plastic? Yeah, they are. The water that you filled that water bottle up with, um, where'd you fill that water bottle up out of? A water filling station. All right. And it was delivered by a drink station that was plastic? I didn't check. The edges are. The piping coming to it. Now, you have a couple of choices with the piping. <laughs> um, we could go back to using wood, but then you have to have line it in chemical. Uh, or we could go back <clears throat> and use lead, because we used to have water piping that was lead. That was harmful to us. Uh, we go back to galvanized but galvanized rust and had discoloration. Um, we go back to copper, but, but copper has to be mined and everybody wants to stop mining in the US. So you use plastic to deliver piping that you fill that water bottle up with today. She absolutely has nothing to say. She has done no research. She has no knowledge. She is there to chirp out a message, and your job, by golly, is to absorb it, abide by it, and then go out and live by it. They're not prepared for pushback. And this is the bomb of all bombs. Go. I, I point this out because the clothes you have on, I guarantee you have plastic in it. The shoes you have on your feet, the soles of those shoes are plastic. So we talk about any, any manufacturer, plastic manufacturing, and everybody in here cheers when you say that, but everybody here is depending on plastic as you set. So if you want to end it, then quit using it. It's kind of like, I don't sharp it or shop at certain places right now because I don't agree with some of their policies. I choose not to do that. You can choose to not use plastic. Do your work. If, 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 if you believe it, then live it that way. Boom. But that's not what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. There is not a single subject that these people bring forward that is any positive benefit to anybody. But it is all meant for you and for me to run around, chase our tails, argue with another, and allow them to continue getting, getting away with what they're getting away with. You know, the Catholic Church in the crosshairs of something that's just outrageous. I got to take you to New York City. I got to take you to this Catholic Church, St. Patrick's Cathedral, because they've tapped out now, too. And I've got the story for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So pushback even happens in centuries-old institutions like the Catholic Church. And I'm going to bring you this headline from townhall.com. 
The left has made a mockery out of religion, out of faith, out of God. They want to twist what is right and what is wrong. And you know it. And I know it. And the majority of common sense individuals out there know it too. So this was a very interesting headline. Famous New York City Catholic Church holds funeral for atheist transgender activist. I was like, what? Here's your story. A very well-known New York City Catholic Church conformed to the left's progressive transgender agenda. St. Patrick's Cathedral held a massive funeral for transgender activist, atheist, and former sex worker Cecilia Gentili. He was the first man who identified as transgender to have a funeral held at the St. Patrick's Cathedral. The Daily Mail reported that more than a thousand family and friends filled the church during the service. The outlet noted that guests were unconventional clothes. That's what they wore, with some wearing crocheted crop tops, thongs, and fishnet stockings. Others drew hearts on their cheeks. Funeral goers mocked St. Cecilia, saying, This whore, this great whore, St. Cecilia, mother of all whores. They're literally stand, they're standing up at the front of St. Patrick's Cathedral saying this stuff, blasphemous stuff. It was crazy. A picture near the altar showed a haloed Ms. Gentilly surrounded by the Spanish words transvestite, whore, blessed, and mother above the text of Psalm 25. A mourner upstaged the priest at one point by singing Ave Maria, but changing the lyrics to Ave Cecilia before dancing through the aisles. I mean, it was crazy. It was an outrage. According to... The Daily Mail, Gentilly was a drug addict who worked as a sex worker after illegally entering the United States from Argentina in 2004, blah, blah, blah. So this whole thing goes crazy. And it turns out that they kind of misrepresented who the parishioner was when they went to St. Patrick's Cathedral and said, hey, we have a loved one who's passed. Can we have a mass here? And to be quite honest... The church didn't do its due diligence, didn't really research, didn't realize that this person was not a parishioner, was not a member of the church. I had no idea that it was going to be used as some mockery against religion. So I was getting very upset over the weekend. I'm like, when is the Catholic Church going to grow a pair? When is it going to do what needs to be done and push back against lunacy? Well, prayer answered. Yesterday, I woke up, searched the name, and found this story from the Daily News. St. Patrick's holds rare mass of reparation after scandalous behavior at service for New York City trans icon Cecilia Gentili. They literally held a mass, a cleansing, asking for forgiveness mass for being duped into allowing these clowns to show up And make a mockery of religion. This is the story. And it's pushback, friends. The battle lines are being drawn. St. Patrick's Cathedral Cathedral held a rare mass of reparation Saturday. 
after the Archdiocese of New York claimed mourners at a funeral service for trans icon Cecilia Gentili last week engaged in scandalous behavior. St. Patrick's pastor, the very Reverend Enrique Salvo, said that at Cardinal Dolan's request, the mass was offered to pray for forgiveness for what some Catholics considered a desecration of the historic Midtown House of Worship. Thanks to so many who have let us know that they share our outrage over this scandalous behavior at a funeral here at St. Patrick's Cathedral earlier this week. The cathedral only knew that family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea our welcome and our prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way, Salvo said. That such a scandal occurred at America's parish church makes it worse. Dolan had not spoken about the funeral. Priests holding the service on Thursday were reportedly told, not told, that Gentili was trans. They totally pulled a fast one on the church, and the church, not used to being lied to, I guess, or so overtly granted it, not knowing, that the individual they were going to be quote-unquote paying homage to and celebrating in a funeral mass was an atheist, and that his friends were people who wanted to mock the church. There is pushback. And it happens now more quickly than we've seen before. And this leads me back, ladies and gentlemen, to my original premise. America's revolution begins. What side are you going to be on? It was a disgusting abuse of the goodness of religion for which the church very quickly looked to its flock and to God and asked for forgiveness. Now, if the church can take action, what about us? Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio radio program, my friends, a little too little too late, I think, is the uh, vibe In East Palestine, Ohio, Joe Biden finally arrived a year late. What was his reception like? Don't miss it next. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wendy Bell radio program. You know, there there are some there are some interesting stories that bubble forward that if they didn't have such terrible collateral damage for so long, I would really enjoy. But there is nothing enjoyable out of a zip code's total destruction. Uh, it was absolutely nuked, East Palestine, Ohio. It was, it was nuked in a, a toxic cloud of, of incompetence and just terrible decision-making. And then, as we know, from our government that does not care about us, that does not care about this country, that does not care about we the people, that looks at us as people to control and revenue streams, essentially, they made that very abundantly clear in East Palestine, Ohio. So Friday was the day that Joe Biden was going to fly there. He was going to go there finally. It's been more than a year. And it is an insult There gets to be a point, and I don't know what that sweet spot is, time-wise, 
when finally paying attention to something that demanded your attention from the start is insulting when you show up. That was long ago for Joe Biden in East Palestine, Ohio. Now, if this is the man for whom the most votes were ever cast, 81 million, I mean, it's just, it's truly outrageous. That's what, 18 million more, allegedly, than Donald Trump got in 2016 for, for an old man, an old, mediocre man whose whole political life is based on tragedy? That was the framework from, from the beginning for this guy? Who, who's done nothing except, really, steal documents, lie about it, and enrich himself? I mean, shall we not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that, that Joe Biden and his crime family syndicate, at a minimum, according to Jamie Comer from House Oversight, enriched themselves to the tune of more than $20 million? $20 million? How many of you will work your entire lifetime and never know what $20 million is even close to? How many of us? And finally, it's time for Joe Biden to, to swing on by and see what's going on. Well, it's interesting. We got a couple audio sound bites from East Palestine, Ohio, because clearly they were not excited about Joe Biden coming. It was an insult. It was an insult. It was a photo op. It was a campaign stop. And it does not work. And it is indicative of the failure of basically the American Uniparty. They want to believe that you don't know what's going on when you see it every single day. Headline from the Post Millennial, man from East Palestine says residents wanted truckers to block Biden from entering town. And if you're talking about the trucker boycott of New York City, don't don't worry about it. We've got that covered up or covered in the third hour of today's show. We're going to get there because it's meaty and it's worth waiting for. So wait a minute. A guy who has a, a trucking company was was told or, or is saying that residents in his community wanted Joe Biden out. They wanted to block the road into East Palestine, Ohio, so he couldn't come in. What? That kind of goes against the whole 81 million vote thing, doesn't it? So the story goes like this from the Post Millennial. One man in East Palestine, Ohio, said other residents asked him to block the road with trucks to prevent President Joe Biden from coming to their town after avoiding it for the last year. In an interview with ABC5, Landlord and trucking company owner Gary Allison said it's exactly what happened. In fact, let's listen to what Mr. Allison said to the news outlet. It's important. Go. Also in a trucking company, and I've had several people call me and ask me if I could block the entrance of the town so that he can't come because it's been over a year and now he wants to come when it's election time. When it's election time. Right? You don't have to be at 30,000 feet looking down at the landscape to see who sucks. And it's everything that this administration does. Biden's speech lasted. You want to know how long it lasted? As he visited the small Ohio town that was the site of that toxic train derailment on February 3rd, 2023. He spoke for six minutes. He took no questions. He claimed that his administration, quote, was on the ground within hours. 
working closely with the governor. You guys remember that? Because I don't. I remember it taking two weeks for these morons to show up. And then Michael Regan with EPA was like, yeah, I think the water's fine. I mean, how bad can it be? And it took citizens to go out to the creeks and to throw rocks in the water to show all the dead fish, to show the rainbow sheen of oil and yuck slick in the water. It's so beyond disgusting. And I want you to hear this. So we saw some video uh, of people lining up for what ostensibly was going to be the grand, the grand caravan of Joe Biden's presidential motorcade. And people did show up. And not one of them that we saw was there in support of Joe Biden. Not a one. Now, come on. There has to be one. Signs. Go Trump. We want Trump. Let's go, Brandon. Trump, Trump, Trump. And then this gentleman says it the best, I think. Again, this is a respectful, hardworking, blue-collar community that has been summarily wiped off of the map. Property values have plummeted. Businesses have shut down. And the people who could move away did. Those who can't are stuck. And this is what one gentleman said about Joe Biden coming to town a year after the after the fact. Our slogan is too little too late, Mr. Biden. Yeah. This town, yeah. You don't see any support in this town for Mr. Biden. Yeah. You say Mr. Biden. Yeah, Mr. Biden. That's it. Mr. Biden. Yeah. Mr. Biden does not deserve the title. Whether or not you believe he earned the title, fair and square, they do not believe Joe Biden deserves the honor of the title president. Now, while this was going on, we found it very intriguing that to the east of East Palestine, Ohio, here in Pennsylvania, which I lovingly refer to as the land before time for good reason, because it is as screwy as screwy gets. And if it wasn't for Allegheny County in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia County in, in Philly, right? This would be a red state. Corrupt as nuts. As nuts. Josh Shapiro, governor of the state, Hack McHackmore. He goes on ABC News with Jonathan Carl and, and says that Donald Trump is an agent of chaos who is trying to restrict our freedom. Now, I want to juxtapose these two ideas with you. You have an administration that didn't take the time because it doesn't care to show up when its residents need help. It wasn't there expeditiously with money. It wasn't there with resources for people suffering health effects. Didn't help bail out people whose small businesses were destroyed. It didn't help farmers whose land is now contaminated. And for how long? Who knows? Didn't compensate them for the livestock that they lost. And we don't even know about the longitudinal effects of that toxic bomb that some dope thought, you know what? Let's just light it up. Here's Josh Shapiro saying it's, it's Donald Trump who is an agent of chaos. And I'm not going to play any audio for you. 
But I wanted you to hear this because these are the talking points that you are going to be bombarded with over the next several months. Josh Shapiro finds himself to be the savior of democracy. He's defending democracy. This is a de- this is Democrat talking points. And they look at Josh Shapiro as a potential presidential Democrat frontrunner down the road. Boy, oh boy, God help us all. I want to hear, I want you to hear what he says. He said to Jonathan Carl, on the one hand, we have an agent of total chaos, someone who wants to restrict our freedom and someone who puts himself first, and that's Donald Trump. Isn't that an interesting talking point? When it was actually Donald Trump who has been front and center in four crazed indictments. It was Donald Trump who was wiretapped by Obama and Clinton. It was Donald Trump who had the CIA invent the Russian collusion hoax and had Alexander Vindman planted to lie about the quid pro quo, not to mention impeachments. And Josh Shapiro says it's Donald Trump's selfishness that is a threat to democracy. And he continues, I mean, consider this. Remember what it was like when Donald Trump was president? He was in our faces, in our, in our living room every day, injecting chaos. Pennsylvania's governor fails to mention, of course, that the media's 95% negative news coverage and obsession with him was unlike anything we had ever seen out of propagandist regimes. And he still had record low unemployment, record low gas prices, stocked shelves, no supply chain issues and peace. Josh Shapiro continues, think about what will happen here in Pennsylvania if he gets to his way and he does away with Obamacare, something he's pledged to do. That means 1.2 million Pennsylvanians won't have health insurance. You know what, Josh? Obamacare sucked from day one. It has dramatically made health care more expensive, less convenient and more transactional. Not only did we not get to keep our doctors or our insurance, our premiums skyrocketed, our deductibles quadrupled. By the way, Josh, what kind of medical insurance are you guaranteeing to all the migrants? Governor Shapiro continues, think about it if he gets his way with a national ban on abortion. This guy's trying to take away the freedom of millions of women across this country. Donald Trump has never said anything about banning abortion. In fact, the New York Times concocted a story based on, quote unquote, two anonymous sources who heard that Donald Trump was pushing for a 16 week ban. Donald Trump says, if you ask him, never said that. All you need to do when you listen to one of these hacks who's desperate for your attention and desperate for your vote and desperate for you to put on your clone trooper outfit and desperate for you to get into the cattle chute. All you need to do is research what they say. Spend 10 minutes. Line by line, claim by claim, because I just did. And it is not difficult. This is how you dismantle the sock. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program, did you guys hear about the golden sneaker drop at SneakerCom over the weekend? Donald Trump making a, a surprise appearance? Oh boy. This really t- ticked off the left, and it was fantastic. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. So Brock sent me a picture over the weekend. These uh, gold sneakers. (laughs) 
Now, I'm not familiar with sneaker con. I will tell you that. Having five sons, I do have more than my fair share of, of shoes in the house, and they are all sneaker lovers, which is great. But apparently, this is fantastic. Again, post-millennial headline. President Trump brings down the house at sneaker con in Philadelphia. Crowd goes wild. Chance USA, USA, and FJB. <laughs> hey, gloves are off. People aren't trying to be polite anymore. Polite doesn't work. It ain't working. We can be polite to each other. We can be polite. But there are some things that we will fight till the end. You will not convince us otherwise. And anything dealing with Joe Biden is one of those big wheelhouses. So let's talk about this. On Saturday, former President Trump took to the stage at SneakerCon to an enthusiastic crowd. If I'm not mistaken, this is Philadelphia, right? I think it is. As the former president was walking up to the stage, the crowd began to chant F Joe Biden, right? In an image posted to X, a pair of solid gold sneakers with red and white soles. You love these. I did like them. I, I sent you the picture and you thought I was kidding. So I, I did. I, I really, I thought, I, I, thought, didn't get a pair. I thought you were kidding. 399 bucks. I told you my size. 399 bucks. Brock was requesting a 10 and a half. Um, now, I didn't jump fast enough. It, it had to be less than an hour that they were up because they were sold out, immediately sold out, these sneakers. It was hilarious. So Trump gets up and he says, look, I've wanted to do this for a really long time. This is something that's ingenious about what Donald Trump is doing to campaign. It's not just the big hangers, the big airport hangers anymore. It's not the giant open fields. It's not the the collegiate basketball arenas. It's not the football stadiums. It's more intimate. It's smaller venues. It's going to see UFC fights, right? It's it's about going to the the Iowa fraternity house during a big game on a Saturday and throwing footballs and handing out pizza. It's about going to a place like SneakerCon and, and dropping a, an in-your-face, tea-on-the-tongue, obviously for Trump, red and white soles, bright gold winning high-top sneakers <laughs> that sold out in a matter of minutes. He's winning. He's having fun. He's connecting. And people are hungry for it. And they are responding to his winning. And the left can't freaking stand it. Trump said this, I've wanted to do this for a long time. This is something I've been talking about for 12 years, maybe 13 years, and I think it's going to be a big success. Your influences have been very positive, he continued. They love it. They love that we have done as he, what we have done as he drops the, the, the sneaker and shows everybody what it is. So I was listening to see and I want to play an audio soundbite for you because he calls this woman up on the stage and it's. I think it underscores. Just the honesty and, and the raw nature of how we feel. About watching our country go to hell. 
I was listening to CNN on the way in this morning to the to the radio studio, and an anchor was saying that she was she was aghast that to- Donald Trump had to create a gimmick in this sneaker to try to pay his legal bills. <laughs> I was like, girl, you you don't get it. You're you're like the climate alarmist sitting across from Senator Mullen. Mark Wayne Mullen, who just destroyed her with common sense. You realize, don't you, young lady, that you sound like a fool because you are acting foolish? The CNN woman does not understand. It's not about the man. It's about America. And there is a conduit that Americans see to reclaim their country, to reclaim sanity, to reclaim justice, to reclaim what is right. And it is through Donald Trump. I want you to hear this woman. Trump pulls this woman up. Her voice is is a little difficult to listen to because she's super in the moment. And she's so passionate. And she's on the brink of tears. And in just a just about 40 seconds, she encapsulates the feeling of America right now. Go. Yes, we need him. He's a Christian. He's a good, honest man. They're after him for no reason. Go out and vote for Trump. Vote Trump. No paper. Go out and vote for Trump. He's a good man. Look at his I mean, her voice is 74 octaves above, like, the sound barrier. And she's crying. Look at, the, look at what they're doing to him. Look at his family. They're all good people. Don't be fooled by the con. See and know and then go vote. Ladies and gentlemen, when I said today that the American Revolution has begun, I should probably correct that because it started a while ago. And when you can get women like that to the brink of tears to stand up on stage and give it everything they've got, it's hard to beat. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. This $355 million judgment against Donald Trump, it's insane, it's preposterous, and it has really ticked off America's truckers. Is this that watershed moment? Don't go anywhere.